These words are from the text read in your hearing. From the Gospel of John, chapter 16. Just reading the 33rd verse of chapter 16. He says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is all because of Jesus, and this is part three all because of Jesus. The sad forewarning of Jesus to his disciples was the prediction of his own demise that would take place at Calvary. Jesus looks out across them recognizing that as soon as things turned against him, as soon as people would decide that they would rather have a Barabbas than a Jesus, as soon as people would decide that they would rather err on the side of freeing a thief over erring on the side of keeping a savior, as soon as people would decide they'd rather have somebody who committed crimes to walk free than to have one who had committed no crime to die on a cross, he recognized that the fear would grip them that they would enter into a state of apostasy, that they would walk away from him, they would run back to their own homes, they would scatter. He recognized that each of them would go through their own sense of, of loss and they would each grieve in their own way, crying back at their own homes over their sinning against him. But he also understood that while they were flawed, they still were his. While they were weak, they still belonged to him. While they were not the best, they were the best he could find. And so now he takes them and he wants them to know that even though life is not going to always be easy for you and you're going to go through some things, I need you to understand on the other side of that which you go through will be great joy. And I need you to recognize that I'm foretelling for you right now that you will go through this trial, but when this trial is over, you'll celebrate like a mother does at the birth of her baby. When you go through this trial, you'll celebrate like someone who has gone through the dark night of the soul and on the other side of the night, the morning joy and light have brought a new shine to their very existence. He wants them to realize you're going to go through, it's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard. As a matter of fact, you're not only going to feel the hardness of what you're going through, but you're also going to be captured by your own mind because your mind is going to remind you of your failure. Your mind is going to remind you of your flaws. Your mind is going to remind you of your foolishness. And when you think about what you did wrong, you're going to feel bad. There's nothing like going through psychologically. Nothing like when your mind starts playing tricks on you. And you have all these thoughts that come up of how bad I am, or how wicked I am, or what went wrong with my life, and, and, and how this is bad and that is bad. And each of you, in your own way right now, are dealing now with the greatest battle of your life. And it is not the physical battles that you may be going through. It's not even the sickness that the doctor may have talked about you. No, it is not your mate. 
It is not the problem on your job. It is not even your money. The greatest battle you're going through now is the battle of your mind. You are struggling right now in your mind because your mind keeps constructing all kinds of thoughts that are contrary to the thought of God's love for your life. Your mind keeps playing tricks on you. Some of you are staying up at night. You are dreaming crazy dreams and your mind is all over the place at night. You keep constructing some of the worst monsters and nightmares inside of your dreams and you're having a hard time because the battlefield is in your mind. You are absorbing the news of the day and you watch CNN all day and you watch Fox all day and NBC and ABC and everybody's got to see and all you turn around and before you know it you become inundated and say okay I'm gonna get away from this I'm gonna watch sports and then you watch sports and then they're inundated with trouble and tragedy and then you say well I'm gonna watch the weather but then the weather is all crazy and hurricanes are coming through you say okay no I'm gonna watch the learning channel and you turn to the learning channel they're trying to teach you about global warming and you realize that the weather is even affecting the learning channel because they want to help you know how bad when things are going on in the ecology of our world and everywhere you turn there's always more and more mess you more and more clutter and your mind is cluttered and you feel cluttered you feel like I don't know what I'm gonna do I feel like I'm about to explode he said let me lay down and go to sleep but when you sleep you dream the clutter Wake up from a restless night, still tired, having not slept at all. What do I do with the stuff I constructed? How do I deconstruct the stuff that I helped to construct that caused my own confusion? How do I deconstruct those thoughts of giving up? How do I deconstruct that thought that I'm going to throw in the towel? How do I deconstruct the thought that I ain't going to make it? How, how do I get rid of that thought that makes me think I done messed up so bad that ain't no help for me? Other folk can be helped, but I'm, I'm beyond help. How do I deconstruct the thoughts that say this situation is beyond my control and it'll never get any better for me? How do I get to the point because see I helped to construct it now I got to get rid of it and what Jesus tells his disciples he says I realize you're getting ready to go through something before you go through it I'm going to help you out and tell you you're going to go through it and I'm going to also help you out and tell you you're going to make it Oh, this is really good news. He, he, he says, I'm going to help you out. You're going to go through it. It's going to happen. You're going to hit that wall, but you're going to make it. I'm going to be there with you. 
oh no, not just me. I'm going to go away, but I'm coming back again. And uh, you're going to miss me for a while. You're going to see me, then you won't see me. Now you see me, now you don't. Now you see me. But I want you to understand, in the midst of it all, between my going in the grave and my coming out of the grave, I promise you this much, it's going to be all right. He, 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 he wants them to understand that God is yet on their side even though they feel like they're sliding down. They got that Mary J. Blige thing, you know. I'm going down. Since you ain't around, my whole world is whoops. Upside down. And ain't nothing like having Mary J. Blige riding on you on those bad days. When you feel like the world is, whoops, upside down. But Jesus helps them out. He works with them. He, he, he helps them out. And, and this is where I get excited because this is what I have to hold on to. Because what Jesus wants them to know are three things that he needs from them. The first of which he needs him to be convinced. I need you to be convinced of where God is in this situation. I need you to be convinced that God is still on your side. Though your flesh may be feeble and your faith may be a little weary right now, I need you to know that God is on your side. I need you to be convinced. And let me help somebody right here. I'm walking down someone's street right now. If I can help you right now do anything, the one thing I would want you to leave here believing is that God loves you. Uh, yeah, see, if you just get that, you're gonna be all right. You know why? Because you have to realize who I love, I'm gonna take care of. What I love, I'm going to deal with, I'm going to handle, I'm going to block stuff from coming to you. If you know I love you, then you know I'm going to work with you. I'm going to overlook some stuff in order to bring you from one place into another place. And I just need you to be convinced of one thing, that God loves you. That's why we used to teach little children in Sunday school to sing one song, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes! We needed them to be convinced as children of the love of God. That same love that is so great. Greater love had no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friend. That same love that would place him here would cause him to go, that the spirit of truth could enter here. He wants us to be convinced. I, I, I can't, um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can get this to you. If I can convince you that Jesus loves you, then I have already convinced you that it's going to be all right. Okay. See, once you know he loves you, and if you believe he's got the power that we know he has, then you know he'll go to any limp 
to take care of you. Okay, I see y'all ain't got that yet. That's why Peter could say to those around him, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. In other words, if you're convinced that he loves you, then you're also convinced that you can cast your cares upon him because he who loves you is going to help you bear your burdens so that you can make it despite what you may be going through because he loves you. He's going to be there for you, available with you, not just while you're going through the valley, but through every hardship, through every tribulation, through every sorrow, through every tear, he'll be right there. Here, let me, let me bless somebody's bones right now. Because see, not only does he want them to be convinced, but he, he wants them to be courageous. In other words, he says, I need you to realize that what you're going through is going to be what you're going through. But you've got to take courage in the middle of it. You, you've got to be, you know... I, I don't get upset with me. But I was, I went yesterday to the, uh, my wife and I stopped by the wonderful pink rally they had yesterday for breast cancer awareness. What a beautiful job. It was, it was really, it was really great. And I, and I just, we just stopped by because on Saturday, I don't like to go out uh, on Saturday. And so we stopped by, but the one thing caught my attention, just one thing, a lot of things caught my attention, but among the, the two things that I need to mention, one was that breast cancer is not just a female problem. So they had a, a brother there who has in recovery now five years from male breast cancer. So that, that, that just so you, when we look, think about pink mob, just don't, don't put it just on the sisters. The brothers, we need to be more aware as well. All right, all right. So, so, so that was the front thing. But the second thing that caught my attention, it really blew my mind. And I, and I thought about it because it, this was so sweet. It was so good. Because it, it, said, it said on the little, little banner, it said, fight like a girl. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's, you couldn't say it any better. Because, see, some of these dudes can't fight. My, my wife was teaching at a local school here during her student teaching time when she was uh, studying Mitchell and uh, she was outside trying to, to monitor the kids and there was a fight between a boy and a girl and the girl beat, him, uh, beat the boy up and so, she, she, and so the boy said, if I had a stick I'd whoop you. She said, oh you need a stick? She climbed up the tree, grabbed the stick and brought it back to him. I said, come on. At which point he realized he was outmatched. <laughs> Let me help somebody here. Courage is not a matter of gender. It's not a matter of gender. Because I promise you, brothers, as strong as we think we are, if we had to take one labor pain, there would be no more children born. I promise you it's the end. Civilization is over. 
No more children, I promise you. Just one contraction. That's it. I'm done. You better be happy with this one. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you wanted Denise or the nephew. You got what you got. Come on back. I got to hurt. I got to hurt. No. Courage is that I'm willing to go forward despite the odds, despite my circumstances. And each one of us has to get the courage to deal with the battles we have to fight. And all of our battles are not gonna look the same, but you've gotta be courageous in the middle of your battle and decide that you're going to fight the fight that we can win because we have a secret weapon that other folk don't have. God is on our side. Look at somebody just tell them I'm not fighting alone. God is on my side. Okay. Okay, I gotta close. I gotta close, my time is up, but I wanna give one last thing. Be courageous. But then he says, be conquerors. Now, he wants me to understand that I'm a conqueror, not because of me, but because of him. Because see, my peace is not in me, my peace is in him. Oh, y'all better help me right here. Since he is the prince of peace, my peace is in Jesus. And because he has conquered and I am in him, then I have conquered. And since I have conquered through Jesus Christ, I don't have nothing to worry about because yea, in all these things, we are more than conquerors and since I'm more than a conqueror I'm not worried what the devil is going to try to do he's going to try to hit me with his best shot but the good news about it is I don't have to worry about getting hit because he's already given me the shield of faith to block all the fiery darts of the wicked and I've got the sword of the spirit in my hand I got a helmet of salvation on my head I've got my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace I am more than a conqueror I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath look at somebody say neighbor I'm a winner through Jesus I'm a winner I'm a winner I'm a winner yeah somebody praise him somebody praise him